This is Company of One, episode number 117. How do you lead people for the first time, whether you're getting promoted in your company or you're starting a new company and hiring people? The leadership question and leading people for success is so, so key. That's what we'll be talking about today. Just some quick hints on how to become an effective leader starting today. Welcome to the Company of One podcast featuring Dale Callahan, dedicated to helping you find freedom in life and with your career. Learn how to not only increase your income, but take control of the income you acquire. Let's ignite that inner entrepreneur in you. Now, welcoming your host, Dale Callahan. Awesome, and thank you so much for being here with me today. This is, uh, I love talking and helping with some of the questions I get on a daily basis. I mean, I spend almost every day talking to people that are professionals that are doing kind of, they're kind of doing the two-step thing. They're, they're working in their day job and they're trying to start something on the side and where their pains are at the moment. What's, what they're struggling with at the moment kind of depends. You know, sometimes they're, they're struggling with a day job. Sometimes they're struggling with a startup company. But, you know, one of the principles that the whole company of one principle is that you are a company. I don't care who you work for. I don't care where your money flows from. The fact is that you're earning money indicates you're a service provider, which indicates that you are a company. Because that's what companies do, right? They it, it, Business is nothing but an exchange of uh, goods and services for money. And so if you're getting paid, you are a company. Now let's start acting like one. One of the things that we find... Well, one of the things I've really been, I've been hit on several times in the last couple of days uh, as I'm working with people uh, in uh, in our graduate programs and people I'm coaching is people have been cast into leadership positions in various ways. Uh, some of them have gotten promoted, uh, and so now they're leading their peers, which is an awkward thing, right? We were peers yesterday, and suddenly I'm your boss. Uh, many of them have just found themselves promoted into new positions or they've taken jobs in new companies that they were the doer and now they're the leader. Um, and then I'm seeing some of these guys with their own companies and now they're starting to bring on people, uh, either part-time or full-time, but you know, starting to bring on people. And for those of us who have technical backgrounds or who maybe weren't uh, necessarily leaders, you know, we, we're... I mean, from our, from our undergraduate degrees and from maybe our experience, that leadership thing is tricky. It looks different. It feels different. It's hard to measure. It's hard to get satisfied when you realize, well, I just wrote a line of code and it worked, or I just hammered a nail and the board stayed together, or, you, you know, I've done something tactical. I've done something tactical, you know, that I can see the results of. Leadership's very different. The results are not tactical, rarely. They're much more strategic. So it's a difference in thinking. So what I want to talk about today is just a, just some of the things that I've been sharing. I'll share with you some of the things I've been sharing just to maybe help you out. Because, 
you know, we can go to leadership programs and we can go to, I mean, our my, and our entire graduate program, the information engineering management program at the university is a leadership program. But it's a lot. It's a lot to do. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of effort. How can you get started today? Uh, so let me kind of give you some principles. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm going to dive into those 15-minute fixes that I've, uh, and if you haven't heard this before, what I'm doing on these podcasts, realizing you just don't have a lot of time to do stuff, I'm trying to give you some 15-minute activities that you can do um, that will help you. And so we'll do this on leadership. And it's a little harder on leadership, I, I'll, I will confess, but we'll do that. So let me kind of go through some basic concepts. When we're leading people, principles matter. I mean, some, some of the basic things you would think about matter. And let's not leave them behind. So let me start with them. Your attitude is so, so critical. If you're that negative person, if you're whiny, if you're a complainer, if you're a victim, and all those kind of things, uh, that's going to translate well to your team. Well, it's going to translate poorly, but your attitude will translate. If you're not positive, uh, your team is going to pick up on that. Now, if you don't know, I know a lot of people who play the victim and they don't think they do. If So maybe you ought to get some feedback from some friends here and just... Uh, Get a, get a check on your attitude. Go in. You need to be positive. You need to be optimistic. You need to be hopeful. And you need to be realistic. Realism does play a part here. You, uh, you need to serve these people. That principle matters so much. You've got, as a leader, you are not only serving your boss now, but you're serving your team. And you really do have, you hear this servant-based leadership. You've got to serve them. You've got to help them, help them do their job. And you got to help them grow, which is, can be tricky. You've got to communicate. Boy, is this one a deadly force. Uh, you've got to be able to communicate to your team. Where do you want to go? What do you want them to do? What are the expectations? You know, when I look at leadership and the lack of leadership, and this is not just my opinion, this is the opinion of many other leaders, is there's just poor communication. It, many problems just come down to poor communication. As, as a matter of fact, if you go and you look at all the books on leadership, you will see that communication, 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 the, all this stuff about strategic vision and planning, and you know, all that's important and all that's the kind of interesting stuff. It's the day-to-day -day communication that's so critical. Uh, you need to, in the communication, you need to drop the word I. Well, okay, there's a few places that's appropriate, taking the blame. But I hear too many leaders and many national leaders, political leaders, using the word I lately. I did blank. Now, that's okay when you're taking the brunt of the responsibility. It lands on me and my shoulders. That's, that's different. But for the rest of it, you're a team. As a leader, as a matter of fact, you're probably going to find you do less and less and more people, other people do more and more. And so you have to understand that it's not you that does it, it's they that get it done. And it's about relationships. Now, all those things I just said, attitude, service, communication, uh, it's we, not me, and relationships. For those of us that come from a tech world, all that's foreign. I mean, it's, you know, 
some of you may be better at that, but it's just awkward. It's not that soft and feely stuff, you know, that that doesn't necessarily translate well into what we've always done. So that's hard. And I don't mean to make it sound simple because it is hard. It's hard to get your head around it. It's hard to change your attitude to these things if you need to do. But they're so, so critical. I mean, look, this is about people. That's really all we're talking about. You, when you're leading, it's other people. that. So the people have to start to matter more than the stuff. So what, let's, let's just kind of talk through how we do some of these things. And we'll get to the 15-minute items in a second. But... So, and I'm kind of talking through some of the things I find that really bite people, including me, but that get you in trouble. One is setting clear expectations and boundaries. If your people don't know what to expect from you, that's just frustrating. It's frustrating for you, right, when your boss isn't real clear about what they want and what's important. It's just frustrating. Now, it's, that's hard for you. I know it's hard for me sometimes to figure out what it is that's important that you want to communicate to them and to set clear expectations. And let me just tell you, sometimes you got to be kindergarten level clear, not because your people are dumb or stupid, but because it takes that level of thinking before we get to a clear understanding. I mean, I know one executive that has um, has principles on email. Like when you send an email out, here's how I want the heading to go and here's how I want the body to go. And his, his reason is, I want the email chain to be clear, searchable, and short. But so he lays things out. Sometimes you want to lay things out about what you expect to happen in meetings. Here's how, not what we're talking about in the meetings, but here's how I want the meeting to run. We're going to meet and we're going to spend five minutes doing this and five minutes doing this. You get the idea. Sometimes we got to get a little more granular and you're thinking, well, these people are smarter than that. Yes, they are. That's probably true. But they have to know what you expect. And you got to come to the same page. Expectation. Now, I'm not. Let's be clear. You might change your expectations, and they might help you change them. That's fine, but at least get into the conversation and start sharing what you think. All right. So you've got to end those expectations. the The other point here is you've got to have a vision. A vision is so clear. Now, many of you are probably sitting there thinking, well, Dell, yeah, that's fine. It's fine to have a vision, a strategic plan, the vision of where our company's going. You don't understand. I'm not in charge of the company. I've got to run this little bitty operation, which is a cog in the wheel of the entire machine. So how am I supposed to have a vision? You have a vision for your team. Now, let me be, let's, let's be careful here. The vision for your team has got to be part of the vision for your boss. So if you're in a sales organization, for instance, uh, and or you're well, let's let's pick tech support. If you're in a technical support organization and your vision of your company is to provide the great service to all the customers, you know, some grand and glorious vision, and that's what they really mean. That's where the money flows from, is the great service, right? So and then your boss's vision is to make sure that all, you know, 
all support things are handled within so many minutes. Right? So now your vision has to communicate and be a part of that and say that we will begin handling, you know, maybe your vision is every t- support ticket that comes in, we will start handling it within five minutes because that gets them done faster. I mean, so it, you see how it, it's got to be a part of and flow toward the those things. Now it can also have, you know, we will have fun doing our job doing this as a vision. But it, it, it's got to be part of the bigger company. But yes, if you have a small team, if you have a team of one, which is just you, your vision is how you do the job and accomplish it and where you're going with it. If you have a team of 5, 10, 20, 30, it's the same thing. You've got to communicate to them, here's where I see us going in the organization. And here's how I see us getting there. And by the way, they need to be part of that vision. They need to be part of it and communicate that with you. You need to ask them what they want, what they want and how they want to grow. Now that's one that one's often missed. So many times we're so busy leading people, we forget that they're people. And that, gee, they may not look in their future and think what's in their future is what's in our future. They may think what they want to do is move over to another organization, get a different job, do something else. That's your job now. You are leading people. And so if you're in a tech support software organization and one of your people wants to become a home builder and they want to leave the company... Part of your job is to help them get there. Now, that sounds weird. Now, I don't mean you need to go send them to home building conferences and pay the stuff. You got to, you know, it's the, the company's money. But your job is to help the people. Because it's, it's not because sending them off and getting them fired from the company is such a, you know, having them quit the company is really in the company's best interest. But what is in the company's best interest is that everybody else on your team realizes that you're there for them. And so that helping that one person leave the company and find out what they want to do will have a powerful message to the rest of your team. And so it will develop loyalty that you just cannot imagine. Now, if you're a manager of a new group that you were team members of, and I'm just throwing things out here, so hang with me, but if you're you're a manager of a new group that that you're team members of, um, like, Yesterday I was their peer and now I'm their boss kind of scenario. Be realistic. How would you feel if it was the other way around? If you're the one, you're the one still sitting there and your peer is now your boss. Don't try to hide those feelings and the resentment and the awkwardness. Be upfront about it. I mean, I just worked with some people the other day that were, were going through that. And, uh, I, you know, one of, I would just go directly to those team members and say, look, this is kind of awkward, right? I mean, this is kind of weird. I would hear them out uh, and, and be patient with that because that is awkward. Uh, but, you, again, we're not dealing with machines. I'm not dealing with policies. I'm dealing with people. Machines and, and, and software and systems and all come and they flow through the efforts of people, including policies. So remember, at this point, you're dealing with people. Logic will fail you. 
Emotions are real and part of the game. Politics and democ- and uh, you know demonstrating uh, tact is part of the game because these are people and they're weird and they're fickle and there are all those things and they get their feelings hurt and they get excited and you don't necessarily know what triggers those things because what triggers for them for you and them are, can be two different things. Right, so they're people. Boy, that's the hardest for those for those that move from technical work to uh, to managing people. That's the hardest thing to get their head around. Is just the logic. People say it's just not logical. No, it's not. Leadership is is not about logic. When I first got out of engineering school, the first thing that I was doing right off the bat, not knowing nothing. I was leading a team, and there was about, you know, directly, I forget how many direct reports I had, but direct and indirect kind of things. There was like 22 people on the team. Most of them old enough to be my parent. Many of them were women. It was a weird relationship. I I found myself becoming more of a shrink and psychologist than a technical leader, if that makes sense. Because I was dealing more with the people issues, the emotional issues, the, um, the you know, a, a poor, poor morale organization and those kind of things. Uh, but that's just the, that's the role of a leader. You're going to have those things. At the same time, you've got to move people in a strategic direction. Um, so, let, but let me let me leave let me kind of leave this before I move into the fifteen minute fixes. Whatever you do here, whatever vision you cast, whatever agreements you make with people, learn to repeat yourself over and over with the simplest of concepts. I think about what people have told me about football coaches is that they constantly come in and they constantly talk about this is the football. And the goal is to get this thing across that end zone and to keep the other guy from getting it across the other end zone. That's vision, right? That's what we're trying to accomplish. That's winning the game. That's simple. And you think that everybody you know sitting in there in front of you or sitting there working with you understands the vision because it's the simple, stupid stuff. No. You have to constantly repeat your vision. So I know a lot of uh, a lot of uh, leaders that have a vision statement that they really believe in. <laughs> you can laugh at that because you know that there's a lot of vision statements. Nobody knows what the heck they say anymore. They're up on the lunchroom wall, but nobody else cares. A vision you really believe in, and they will begin every single meeting recapping the vision. They will repeat it. They will repeat it, they will repeat it, they will repeat it, and you get the idea. It has to be cast in stone. People have to know you really are after this. And then they will start to repeat it, and they will start to make decisions based upon that vision. You have to learn to repeat yourself. right? It's kind of like if you have children, you have to repeat your... You can't expect to tell a child something one time and then get it. 
Now, I'm not saying adults are children, but it's the same principle. It's just human principle. We forget stuff. If somebody tells us something one time, if our boss tells us something is important and we never hear it come from them again, we just assume it's not that important. But when we hear them talk about it all the time, when they measure that thing as important, we begin to understand, hey, he or she, they really mean that's important. So learn to repeat yourself to the point that you might feel silly. And if you're like me, you're the technical person, it feels silly to repeat yourself. But but do it. But do it. You're, you're probably more likely to not communicate effectively because you leave things out that you're thinking. And you, so therefore, you will be accused of talking over people's heads. So many of us suffer from that. So let me give you some 15-minute fixes. These are things to do if you're finding yourself new in a leadership position or uh, that you're kind of revamping your leadership position. You kind of want to think about what can you do better here. So so these are, again, 15-minute things. I'm assuming that when we have something we need to do, we only have 15 minutes a day to do things because we're busy all the other day doing all the other stuff. So here's here's one thing. Find, you're new in a leadership position. Find out from your boss what his or her vision is for the team. Now, I mean, I don't mean set up a meeting. I mean 15 minutes, literally. Pop in the door and say, hey, I'm, I'm new in this. Tell me, what's important? Where do you think we need to go? Can you just cast that in a couple words for me? Can you tell me? This might be a great hallway conversation. Grab them in the hallway walking by. And and the reason I'm saying that is I want right top of mind. What's top of mind most important to my boss? I don't want him or her to sit there and strategize and write down this document and me and them to come to this great meeting. And then five minutes later, we forgot what we came to. I want that top of mind pain point. I want to understand from my boss what he or she expects from my team. So, I take those words now. So that's my first 15-minute action, and I literally mean 15, maybe even five minutes. Take those words, write them down in an email. This is your next 15-minute action. Take those words, put them in an email to your team. And I mean put them in an email because you need to put them in writing. Here's what is important to our team, according to the boss. And if it needs to be short bullets... Be short bullets. What you don't need is a long paragraph, obviously. Get as concise as you can to the important things. If there's two or three short bullet points to the point, send them to your team. And my, I might even send them back to the boss just for clarity. Hey, boss, this is what I heard you say. I'm kind of sharing this with everybody. Just clarify that I've got this right. Sometimes we don't hear things right. But this get it out to the team, Right. Now, the reason for this is you want the team to understand that you are not keeping information from them, that you are condu- uh, you're the conduit, you're, you're on their side, but you're going to do something with that. Now, what you want to do after they process it, and you might want to do this is, a, this is a third 15-minute activity. You might come back the next day and say, okay, I sent that out to you. Here it is again. Maybe the boss has confirmed it by then and say, I'm looking for what's our vision for our team. And I, w- I wouldn't give them an example vision statement. I know, a lot, I know you might be tempted to say, here's the vision of Nike or something like that. I, 
what you kind of want is their words. You want human words. You don't want all these glorified statements. You want them to say something. Uh, you you want to get it. So I would send it out to them, and then I would kind of set up with them to go just, uh, and uh, again, I'm going to say this is management by walking around, walking by them if they're not in your location, just calling them on the phone and saying, hey, I sent you that. What do you think? What's important to you? How do you think we meet that role? And again, what you want to do is gather their words. Do you see what I'm saying? Understand the words your boss wants to hear, who's your customer. Now, how does how does your team that you lead, how do they process those words? What words do they use? Because, you know, for some people, it's we want to meet certain benchmarks. That's what the boss might say. And then... Your team members might say, well, I translate that to be, uh, it has to be done within 30 minutes. In other words, they're, they're using the word benchmark, which is this kind of leadership word, and they're putting it down to kind of down tactical words. That means 30 minutes. This is what that means. So you're, you're, part of your job as management is translation. You're translating from upper leaders and strategic things of the company down to the people below you who are trying to use the words tactical, not because they're stupid or not strategic, but because they got to get it done. They got to know what the heck does, does benchmark mean. So you're, so you're gathering, in doing these little short exercises, you're gathering words that come from the above and words, again, and it's so important you understand the languages of your customers, your boss, your bosses, and your other customers, which is now your people, because you serve them. You've got to understand the languages. So, But now you're gathering. Just think about this. You've got all this coming to you. Now you're gathering this language. And what I would want to do at this point is, is a 15-minute activity. I kid you not. This is not is, is take all their words and try to concisely create a vision statement that you see. Don't be pretty about it. Don't wordsmith it. Just put it out in plain English. Here's what I see. It's bullet one, two, three, four. Here's the words. Whatever makes sense. Again, plain English is much more important than sophisticated sounding cool sentences. And then set a meeting. Oh, there's that M word. But you want to set a meeting and you want to get their feedback. What you want to, and, and this meeting might take more than 15 minutes, but you want to cast a vision that you can all say, yep, yeah, that's us. That's who we are. That's what our mission vision is. Now, I know there's a difference between mission and vision, but you get it. Don't, I'm trying not to overcomplicate this. Just get something that here's who we are and here's what we do. And if you want to be fun with it and say, yeah, we have fun doing this or you know, we do this because, you know, it pumps us up. I, you know, you can use any kind of thing that makes sense to your team. But you want to get a common, everybody's on board. Now, by just doing this one activity, I'll just kind of give you why this happens. They are now owners. You've turned them from employees to owners because they own the vision. They are speaking into what matters and how the work gets done. And this saves you from having to be brilliant. Right? I used to think the thing to do was for me to be the brilliant person and I, you know, I don't know, maybe 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 it's cuz I don't 
think I am one, but you you soon realize that you don't know everything. And the further the longer you're in leadership, the less you will actually know. Tactically, specifically tactically, you're going to know very little of what how things really happen. But you got to so your job is to is to push down ownership. And by bringing this together, bringing the words of your boss in every you're kind of bringing everything and trying to say in a concise way, this is what we do. All right, so now another 15-minute activity. Now that you've kind of got that behind you, uh, which is kind of setting a vision for the team, I would set weekly meetings. So put it on your calendar. This is the 15-minute activity. Sit out, send out the calendar and say, I think we need to have 15-minute meetings, and I'm going to suggest this date and time and be flexible with it, obviously. But, And I do mean 15-minute meetings. Put it on your calendar every week. Put it on your calendar. Ask them to put it on their calendar. We're talking about an email, right? Um, then run the meetings. Now, this is this can be done physically, or this can be done over the web, depending on your team. But uh, go for 15 minutes. Now, that may not make sense to you all the time, depending on what the meetings are. But I like, if you can, pull off a 15-minute meeting um, weekly. Some people do this daily. Uh, so you kind of have to play with this. It may turn into an hour for you. It may turn into a half hour. Um, it, it may turn it, you know, you, you're going to have to play with it and get feedback and kind of see how it goes. But I see a lot of people do like daily 15-minute meetings. They'll do it in the hallway. They'll be standing up. There's no chairs. There's no sitting around relaxing, drinking coffee. And the meetings go something like this. Okay, everybody goes around. What are you working on and where are you stuck? Right, Sam, what are you working on? Where are you stuck? Sally, what are you working on? Where are you stuck? You get the idea. You just go around very quickly. What happens in that is everybody's caught up and people get to say where they're stuck. And that means when Sam says, I'm stuck over here, you know, because I can't seem to get the data out of the system, Sally will say, oh, well, I've got it already. Right after the meeting, let's get together and let's I'll solve that problem for you. That kind of communication... Actually, though, it seems obvious, it rarely happens on teams. Just that awareness of what is going on. I mean, I work with some big teams right now, and I have no clue. I literally have zero clue of not only those tactical things and what they're struggling with. I don't even know what they're doing, period. And that's probably true for you, too. So that really helps. And so 15-minute meetings, and, and I, again, I really, you know, I would try that, see if that works. If it doesn't, move to something that does. But some kind of co continuous communication, as much as we hate the meeting word, some kind of continuous communication is helpful. Now, if these turn, turning into an hour and a half and two hours, well, you got another problem. <clears throat> All right, so now... That was so that so here's another 15 minute activity. Write down. So you, this is probably a couple of weeks worth of little activities, right? But these are all the leadership activities. So another 15 minutes is write down what you expect from each person in email and keep it. And again, use English. Don't pretend you're an attorney. Don't go back to their job description. Just tell them what you expect from them. Don't read anything. What here's what I expect from you. 
and then let them discuss it with you. And maybe even go back to them in person. Because there should be no surprises at this point, right? You just want to say, here's what I expect. When you get a trouble ticket, I expect you to open it within 15 minutes, and I expect it to be solved within an hour. For you know. Or if you're a salesperson, I expect you to make so many phone calls per day, so many contacts per day, and that's going to result in so many sales per month, right? And if you don't know, and if you're just guessing, throw it out there and say, this is what I think. Does this sound reasonable? Because you need to come to a point where what you think makes sense and what they think they can do fits, right? And if they're saying they can't do anything, that probably tells you something right there, but that's, a, that's another issue. But what happens here is you have clear, very clear expectations. And so next time you have your 15-minute meeting, it's a nice little thing to ask them. Or next time you have, you know, you're walking down the hall, hey, how are you doing on your travel tickets? Because it keeps you focused, right? We're talking about focus. Um, <clears throat> now, those are all the things about the job. One of the last things I would do well, one of the, uh, uh, let me not say less. One of the things I would do, and by the way, I would kind of repeat these things as 15-minute activities, maybe quarterly, and just have these 15-minute activities. It's going to take you about a week to run through them, to revisit all of them, because part of your job as leadership is to keep things moving, keep things fresh. Meetings will get stale. Things written down will get stale. Vision statements will get stale. To keep these things refreshed maybe every quarter, every six months or something that makes sense. But the last thing I would do, and I might do more of this than I do of anything else, sit with them one-on-one and ask them where they want to go. Get their feedback. Initially, this is a 15-minute meeting, but you can have a tremendous impact here helping people get to where they want to go. So with all this said now, this is leadership. Now, it's not the most sophisticated kind of thing I'm talking about here. It's not the kind of thing that you might read in some book. But what I want you to do is think about these are tangible little things you can do. But I realize I'm probably, those of you that are leading people, there's things, shoot me an email. I would love to hear things that you have. I always love it when you guys send me feedback, you know, and tell me, hey, this is something I'm doing, and this has worked awesomely. Um so you can find, I'll put these notes and I'll put some of these bullet points and they're just going to be just bullet points in this 15-minute activities. I will put them on the site at dellcallahan.com and it's episode 117, so it'll be dellcallahan.com slash 117 for episode 117. So thanks so much for your time. All the links and the resources here that we'll be talking about and links back to other things will be at delcalhan.com once at slash 117. Hey, remember, remember to go there and subscribe. There's a place there to subscribe on iTunes. Subscribers actually helps us get this stuff up and know what's going on. Hey, give us a review. Reviews, awesome. Shoot me emails. Let me know you've reviewed it if you feel like it, but that's uh, just... Uh, Give us a review, support what we're doing, help us, let us know how this is helping you. Thanks so much. See you next time.